Hey, this is Keith from the great state of Texas, and you're listening to the Amazing Seller Podcast with Scott Volker. Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 382 and session number 118 of Ask Scott. This is where I answer your questions here on the podcast, and we do it every single Friday. And today, I'm going to do it again, and I am super, super fired up today for a good reason. I just got done, got back from our TAS North Carolina meetup slash workshop. Yeah, it was unbelievable. It was about 25 minutes from where I live, so it was close to home, but I was able to spend some time with some TASers, some Amazon sellers, some e-commerce sellers, just just an amazing event, amazing time. It was a small event. We had, I'd say we had about 35-ish at our meetup in this little coffee shop, which was getting crowded and everyone was kind of asking what the heck was going on and what we uh, were representing and all of that stuff. So it was kind of fun. But I just want to say, if you did show up to that, I want to thank you and I want to just say it was an amazing time. And uh, I think that everyone that came got a ton of value from it and it all has to do with you actually showing up. So if you have an opportunity to attend a meetup, not just my meetup or one of our TAS ones, but one in your hometown. I told people, I mean, there was a couple people there to have their their own nearby, I mean, within an hour and a half. And, you know, they said, yeah, we, we meet like maybe like once a month and sometimes maybe once every six weeks, but there's just so much that comes from meeting in person and the ideas and just the energy alone. So if you have the opportunity to do that, do it. Um, if you don't currently have one, hey, make one, create one. Uh, go on meetup.com uh, and create your own and let people know about it and get four or five people to show up. And uh, again, it, there's just something really, really magical that happens when you get together in a room. And for me personally, it's a great way for me to connect with you. And I got to say, I mean, after I get done doing any any event like this where I get to actually you know, shake hands and, and discuss your business and just discuss your life and who you are and learn you know, more about each other, it just makes me feel even more connected to you guys. So I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. And if I haven't met you yet, well, maybe we'll meet in the future and I really do look forward to that. That's why I love these Ask Scott sessions, because it feels like this is an extension of what we do live. So if you want to get the next best thing, which would be to ask a question and have it answered here, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask and just record a short message there. Uh, That would be awesome. And this way here, I can hear your voice. I can hear your name, maybe a little bit about where you're from, and then you can go ahead and and leave that question, and I would really, really enjoy it if you would. So go ahead and do that. Now, before we jump into today's today's episode, I did want to remind you the show notes can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 382. Again, that's theamazingseller.com forward slash 382, and you can get all of the goodies over there, all of the notes, uh, maybe even some pictures. I might even put some pictures up there from our recent North Carolina uh, meetup. Actually, Monday that follows this episode, depending on when you're listening to it, it'll be episode 383. It was a roundtable discussion that I had in a hotel room with my TAS team, with my my team members, and uh, we just wanted to kind of reflect on uh, our workshop that we did and also the meetup and, and all of that stuff. And we already recorded it, and it's it's actually really, really good. You're going to want to listen to that on Monday. It'll be a whole recap, some of the lessons learned, some of the, the big takeaways, and I, 
trust me. I mean, whenever we sit down and talk about this amongst ourselves and now we recorded it, you guys will learn something, I promise you. So you're definitely going to want to pay attention to that one. And we had an amazing Uber ride. Oh my gosh, that was incredible. And uh, Danielle and uh, Jarrett that was actually riding in the car with us uh, and a few other TASers that were in the car and uh, Dom Sugar was in the car. Uh, Chris Schaefer was not in the car. But let me just say something here that this ride was undescribable. You have to actually see it. And I'm thinking about putting that short video up and uh, you can uh, you can have a good laugh because it was phenomenal. So again, I'm going to link that up probably in episode 383. So that is Monday, depending on when you're listening to this. If you're listening to this after the fact, just go to theamazingseller.com forward slash 383. But if you're listening to this on Friday, it won't be there yet until 383 is published. But man, that is going to be a funny, a funny little clip, uh, or a clip that you're gonna wanna, you're gonna wanna see. So anyway, all right, let's uh, let's dive in. What do you say? We got a good, a good episode here. We're gonna talk about open brand and how you can move from an open brand to a one brand account. We're gonna also talk about a failed launch, and then what do you do after the fact, or maybe some tips to to uh, kind of build off of that. Uh, We're going to talk about product success and now what? We've got one product that's doing well. Now what do we do with it? Those are the questions we're going to be talking about today and the the, uh, discussion that we're going to have today is going to be around that. So I'm going to stop talking so we can dive into today's first question. So what do you say? Let's get rocking and rolling. Let's do this. Let's listen to today's first question and I'll give you my answer. Let's do it. Hey, Scott. This is Brent from uh, Canada in Hamilton, Ontario. My business partner and I have been listening to your podcast for about six months now. Uh, We love what you're doing and all the in-depth information that you provide. Uh, We have a two-part question, um, or two questions, sorry. Our first question is that we decided to start with an open brand concept on Amazon and are trying to strategize on how to move viable products that will sell well into a separate brand from our open brand concept so that we can start building a brand around the product. Should we first incorporate so that we can open another Amazon account to relaunch that product under a branded name? Or should we first set up our own website off of Amazon, brand our product, and then once it starts moving, set up a second Amazon account specifically for that brand? Or should we only do one or the other? My second question that I have is in regards to the launch process. If we had already set up an item and we messed up on the launch process because of the coordination and our items not being fully available for the giveaways and promos, and our product is not moving because of how we launched, should we attempt to do another promo and more giveaways? Um, Because at this point, we are going to be beyond break even. And I don't know if we're able to analyze to go further into if it's worth it for us to keep the item or not. Uh, Thank you again. Hey, Brent, thank you so much for the two-part question, and these are some pretty good questions, so I can't wait to dig into this. Now, number one, open brand versus one main brand, and for anyone that's brand new, we've talked about this before, an open brand just means that you have a brand that you can sell multiple types of products in multiple markets, multiple niches, niches, uh, you're probably saying that if you're in Canada, niche, uh, but yeah, just different niches and uh, and different markets. So you're, you're not like having to just launch something in a product line uh, because this way here, if you're just starting, a lot of times people don't know what that market's going to be unless you know 
that you are going to build a brand around phishing. If you're going to build a brand around phishing, then create that seller's account, make the main brand about phishing, and then make your sub-brands about phishing. Like that's that's how that works. So anyone that's brand new, I just kind of wanted to get you caught up. And there's pros and cons to each one. Um, the pros of the open brand is really it gives you the flexibility of not being locked into a market. The cons are that if someone comes in, they're not going to be interested in maybe your second, third, and fourth different product because it's underneath that same umbrella. But that's not really why we do the open brand anyway. We do it so this way we can build multiple little brands underneath a big brand like XYZ Wholesale, and then all of those brands would be launched underneath that. But to answer your question, if you have not started your account yet, then you would probably start with the open brand that could be selling in sporting goods, let's say. Let's say that that's the one that you're going to go after. Maybe maybe it is fishing. Um, and I think what you're asking is, is before you would launch another product, then you would be able to decide if you just wanted to kind of drill down in that market. That's not generally how it works, though. So I would say if you have an open brand and you're selling three different types of products in three different markets... I wouldn't worry at that point about trying to break off that particular brand and say, I need to create uh, its own account now. I don't think that it's that necessary to have to do that. Now, if you did do that, you would have to almost, and I'm not really 100% sure how you would do this cleanly, uh, but you would have to almost like start selling that brand under your other brand. It's getting a little confusing here. And then you would just have to stop selling it under the one, but it's still kind of connected in, in, in a way. And I think you're doing this because if you ever wanted to break it and sell one, uh, it would be easier, which it would, but there are ways around that as well. Um, I don't know if I would really concern myself too much with that at this point in time. I would look at it like if you know that you're going to want to do an open brand, then I would launch that product under there. I would try to get momentum. I would launch other products then under that same sub-brand, okay? And then this way here, you can kind of keep building that out. So just imagine that you have five different brands launched underneath that open brand, and you can have five or 10 products on each leg there or each, you know, each channel, each market there underneath that one. You're not gonna get any really advantages from having it under one seller's account. The only person that's really going to know that is you or if someone clicks on the main brand and sees that there's all of these other miscellaneous products underneath there. But I don't think there's any advantage to having you split that other than if you ever wanted to sell it, which that would be something to do down the future. If you are at all thinking that, then I would say you're going to probably want to keep them separate. And that's going to make it a little bit harder than if you want to do an open brand. So it's a challenging little question that you asked, but there's all different things that you have to think about. If you're thinking to yourself, like, I don't even know if I'm going to launch, you know, other products under this thing, then just go with what you think is going to be the main brand, and then you can turn it into an open brand later, or you can just start a brand new seller's account and then create the open brand. So hopefully, hopefully that helped you. Hopefully it helped anyone else out there to think about it when you get started. But I guess the one thing I would say too is don't overthink it. Like, don't overthink this open brand versus main brand type thing. You know, we're uh, working on, you know, the project uh, where, you know, we're using the open brand concept, but to also build like little mini brands underneath the open brand. So if we're, we're building an email list in these sub brands, we can then just push people to those products that are underneath there. It doesn't really matter 
if it's on its own account or not. Um, it really comes down to if you're ever going to sell that account or you can't even really, well, I guess you can sell the account. It Technically, Amazon doesn't like it, but um, technically you would just sell your rights to the account and then they'd have to go in and kind of change everything over. Um, Empire Flippers uh, knows all about how that stuff works more than I do. So if you wanted more information, I'd contact them. But um, let's move on to the second part of this question. It sounds like you've already launched a product. So maybe that's the product that you're talking is going to be in the open brand, regardless if it is or not. You said that you think that you had a failed launch attempt. And I would need more information as far as the details, why it's a failed launch. Like why, why is it a failed launch? You're not selling well or, uh, you know, your pay-per-click didn't do well. Like what are the steps that you took? Uh, and that's the only, the only way you're really going to know like how to fix that. Like how are you going to do it differently? Um, you don't have to like start from scratch in a sense. You just have to do it again, right? So if, if, uh, if you launched and it didn't work, what's the next step? You got to do it again. It's funny. We, uh, we had this discussion. You're going to hear it on Monday, uh, depending on when you're listening to this episode. If you're listening to this exactly when it comes out on a Friday, you'll hear it the following Monday, but it'll be episode 383. And it's where we had our little roundtable discussion with, uh, you know, my team within TIS and also, you know, the ones that help us behind the scenes with the Amazon stuff. So you're going to hear what we, what we say here. And one little, one little tip, uh, that is really, really powerful is once you do something, like you've already launched, you've already launched that product. So now you have to ask yourself, kind of like you're asking here, what do I do next? Like, what's the next move? Why didn't it work? There's the big tip. Ask yourself the question, why didn't it work? Only you can answer, okay, or try to figure out why it didn't work. I don't know all the details. If I said, okay, you launched it, you didn't give enough of a discount. What's the next move? probably to do do it again and have a bigger discount. Like, boom, there you go. There's your answer. Uh, so if you're out there and you're listening and you're saying to yourself, I don't know what the next move is, ask yourself the question. You know, what is the next move? Or why didn't that work? I launched and no one really took me up on the offer. Why? I'm building an email list and I only got 50 emails and I was giving away, you know, my product for free and it's worth $30. Why didn't it work? Maybe the offer isn't good enough. Right. If no one took you up on the offer, it's probably it's not a good offer. Right. So we have to keep thinking, uh, you know, a little bit out loud. We have to think to ourselves like and ask ourselves those questions. So that way our mind and our, you know, our process is really it's I mean, our just our existence is all about survival. Right. So we have to ask those questions and then we'll start to come up with the answers or we're going to start searching for the answers. Really, really big takeaway. You're going to hear that again. We're going to really drive that home because that's really, really important to do that. So my question would be to you is what did you do the first time? What can you do to improve that? I wouldn't do anything as far as, well, you got to start and launch over again on a whole nother brand unless you just want to get rid of that account for whatever reason. I don't know why you would, but if you did, that would be what I would that's what I would advise. That's what I would suggest. So hopefully this helped you. I know I can't give you any direct recommendations because you didn't say I launched at 25% and I only got three sales. My response to that would be, the first thing is, is maybe you didn't give a big enough discount for that audience or for that market. Okay. So, uh, okay. Let's go ahead and, uh, and start moving on here. So we got, uh, we got a couple other questions we want to answer. So, um, again, thank you for the question and understand guys that this is a process, right? And we have to ask ourselves these questions, um, and then try to come up with those answers. So do that. All right. Let's go ahead and listen to the next question and I will give you my answer. Hey, Scott, this is Anthony from Orange County, California. 
listening to podcast uh, 336, uh, the Training 101 for PPC-sponsored ads. Um, some great information in there. I had a question for you about uh, the search term reports. Um, I keep seeing my most, actually my highest converting uh, seed keyword, or the uh, search terms, are all ASINs. And when I search those ASINs, they're competitors' ASINs. So I'm wondering how those... How I can uh, optimize those? Do I just put those keyword, th- those titles as keywords in my back end, or do I put them as uh, as keywords in the manual campaign? Um, I haven't heard you address that yet. So, um, you know, in the search term report, there's a ton of uh, ASINs. I'm just wondering what to do with those. So, uh, yeah, if you could uh, answer my question, just. Um, That'd be great. It'd be great to hear my voice on your podcast too, man. Huge listener. Thanks for all the nuggets you've been dropping. Bye. Hey, Anthony, thank you so much for the question and another pay-per-click question. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, Yes, there is some great training that we created. Actually, Chris Schaefer, myself, Jeff Cohen, and uh, some of the other guys over there at uh, Seller Labs uh, put together some really killer training. So if you guys want to go check that out, theamazingseller.com forward slash PPC, and uh, that'll take you over there to the free resource, all free. Uh, and it'll get you going and understanding pay-per-click. And what you're really talking about here, Anthony, uh, as far as you know, people that are listening, as far as like you're going after the actual search term, which is a definite, uh, a huge, huge nugget for anyone to understand, is that you want to know what the actual search terms are, and then that way there you can start to target them. Although there is a little bit of an issue with what you're asking here, and I'm going to talk about that. But for anyone that's brand new, a keyword is just the word that we think that people are searching for or one that comes up maybe in in the Amazon search. Okay, if you go to the search bar, a little tip here for you guys. If you go to the search bar, you type in garlic, space, and then press, and then space, you're going to see a little, a little uh, well, in, in the search area, you're going to see a drop-down come in, and it'll actually show all the popular uh, keywords that come up when those when those words are typed in. Those are the top keywords that Amazon thinks for that particular uh, keyword, okay? That's a seed keyword, we call that. We don't necessarily know that our market is searching for that, but there's a way that we can tell. And the way is, is we create a campaign, a manual campaign. We, t- we, uh, we say that we want to target the, uh, the keyword, keyword now, that's what I'm saying, is, uh, and I'll say why that's important here in a minute, We take that keyword and we put it in a broad match. And the reason is, is then it will attract and Amazon will actually then show it to related ones that are being searched for. And then in that report, we can see the actual search terms that people are keying in because it was triggered by the broad. So hopefully that makes sense. If it doesn't, go watch the training at theamazingseller.com forward slash PPC. Okay, just a little, little, uh, you know, little side note there, just because I want it to be very clear here. And what's happening here with Anthony is he's picking up some ASINs. And, you know, I don't necessarily think people are typing in the ASIN, but it's being picked up most likely, okay, because people had searched, found it, and then went over using that other keyword. Now, I'm not 100% sure why they would put it in there unless it was being keyed in, but it is. And I've seen it time and time again. So, if anybody out there knows why that would be happening without someone actually keying it in, because who's going to really key in an ASIN, okay? Who's really going to do that? Not one of the customers. I mean, 
for the most part. I mean, there might be one out of, I don't know, thousands. But it is showing up, and I've seen this time and time again. You cannot target ASINs, okay, because that basically means that you are trying to go out there and manipulate, okay? Because when someone's searching for that, Amazon wants them to find that then. So in this case, if uh, you're, you're almost like tricking, uh, you're, you're almost like tricking the algorithm. And, you know, well, in the back end, does Amazon look at that? Will they, you know, take and slap you on the wrist for that? Probably. Will they shut your account down? I don't think so. But you would probably get a warning. You might get a suspension. You might get, you know, or a suppression. Um, who knows? I would stay away from doing that. I know there's people out there that have done it. I know people are doing it and they're not getting in trouble. But I personally think there's other ways that we can do this. Um, One way is just bid on the keyword, not their brand, but the keyword that is actually attracting that. All right, that would be my suggestion. Uh, But again, you know, if you're going to do it, be very careful uh, because just know that Amazon is not okay with that. Uh, because it's, it's again, someone, if someone is directly searching for something that Amazon wants them to show up for, uh, you know, for that result. And if they're typing in, if they actually are typing in that ASIN, then it means that they want to find that, that listing, right? Not yours. But if you did it, then it would be a way for you to, to kind of like populate yourself on that listing. If someone else out there, thinks I'm wrong or maybe, you know, they think that there's uh, something in the the TOS that says that you can do this, please let me know. Uh, But as of right now, um, I do not believe that it is above board. So I would stay away from doing it. Uh, I think there's plenty of other ways that you can get the traffic using keywords and search terms that are in that report. All right. So let's go ahead and listen to the next question and I'll give you my answer. Hi, Scott. It's uh, Gerhard here from uh, London, UK. Uh, first of all, thanks for all the great uh, podcasts you guys do. The information is extremely helpful. My question to you today is uh, I've launched my first product. It's uh, the, the sales are coming through steady now and it's, uh, it's turning a profit. I'm only selling on Amazon. I don't have a website. I don't have a Facebook page or eBay listing or, or anything like that. What I would like to know is where do I go from here? I've got one project, uh, one product that is selling now. What do I do next? Do I optimize it? Do I go to other platforms? What would you suggest I do next? Thanks for your time. Looking forward to your response. Cheers. Gerhard, thank you so much for the question. And uh, I can't wait to answer it because I've got some thoughts on this. Uh, Number one, you have one product right now. Selling pretty well. We're going to call it a successful product, okay? Now, you could go out there, create a little mini sales funnel, and what that means is you know, a way for someone to come in and buy something, and then from there, buy maybe two more or three more of the same thing if your product lended itself to that. You could also create a website and go out there and try to get traffic to come to your website. Like That would be a way for you to expand on that one product, but me personally, I would work on getting more sales on that product, but also I'd be working on the next product. What's the next product that could go alongside this product or that could be purchased by the same customer? Sometimes the obvious is really hard to see when you're in it because you would think the next move would be like, okay, let me go ahead and start building this this big brand. And I'm a big, big fan of building a brand 
But in this case, you've already got traffic coming to a listing. And the reason why this is kind of so fresh for me right now is I was actually going over this exact same thing with someone that I've been working for, working with for just about two and a half years now, actually before uh, I even had a class, before I even offered my services at all to help anybody, um, I actually helped um, this guy, and uh, and he's doing like anywhere between 150 and 250 units a day with one product, but it's taken him so long to launch another product because he kind of got comfortable, right? So you know he was like, okay, so what's my next move? Well, we just actually talked about this just the other day. He's got another product that he's launched in another market, which uh, which is going to do well, I'm, I'm sure. But I said to him, I'm like, let's look at your numbers. And his numbers were staggering because he has that much traffic right now because he's selling that many, right? I mean, you would think if you're selling 150 to 250 units a day, you got to have some pretty substantial traffic, which he does. When we looked at the numbers, he had over 30,000 sessions. That means that's how many visitors are coming to that listing every single month. That's 1,000 people. The next move is very simple. You launch another product that's in that same market. So this way here, when they come on your listing, they can look at your promotion, like maybe buy one, get 30% off our other products. And then boom, you instantly have traffic to that, to that other product. I think you need another product or two inside of your product suite. That's what I think. Um, now, if you don't want to go down that route and you say, you know, I just want to try to get more sales to this product outside of Amazon, then you're going to have to go out and reach out to influencers. You're going to have to go out there and build up an email list and you're going to have to do all of those things, which I'm a fan of anyway. I think you should be building an email list regardless of what direction you go. But I think the obvious is go find another product that you could then offer to your existing customers that are purchasing every single day. Try to capitalize on the traffic that's coming to your listing right now. And once you get that in place, you've almost built like a little mini sales funnel inside of Amazon because now Amazon has the new feature there that when you turn on the promotions tab, that you can actually have that below or be below the pricing as long you know as long as everything stays the same from you know the time I record this to the time you're listening to it that's where it is now it's a nice blue blue uh, letters it's it's populated right below the pricing and it says you know like buy one get 30% off of our other products and then from there they can click on it and see your other products if you have no other products there you can't do this all right so that's what I would advise that's what I would recommend if I was you because you already have a successful product So anyone else out there listening, if you have any type of success with another product, think about what I just said and think about if it's something that you can do. It might be right there in front of you and you don't even see it. I know it was for my good friend and now we are in the process of planning out that next product for him. So I'll let you know how that that goes as well. All right, guys. So that is going to wrap up this episode. If you guys want to download the show notes, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash 382. Or you can also ask a question, or I should say, and you can ask a question by heading over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask, and uh, you're definitely going to want to listen to the upcoming episode, episode 383, when that is published, because we're going to be talking all about the event that I just came from, which was our own event. We had a workshop of just 15 people in a room, and we did that on purpose. We only were accepting 15 people. It was a hands-on experience, and we took a ton away, and the people that attended they walked away with a ton of stuff that they're going to be implementing. And a lot of it, they were implementing as we were there. And we're going to actually talk about 
some of the things that you can do as well from these takeaways and these lessons that we pulled from this event. So you're definitely not going to want to miss that. And you're not going to want to miss that Uber ride that we were in, which was just absolutely crazy. I I thought we were in a movie. I thought we were in a hidden uh, TV show, to be honest with you. It was unbelievable. So you're going to have to check that out as well. So I'll drop that in episode 383 when that comes out, which will be Monday. All right. So guys, that is it. That's going to wrap it up. As always, remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I'm rooting for you, but you have to, you have to come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud, take action. Have an awesome, amazing day. And I'll see you right back here on the next episode.